Thanks, Beth. Um, hello, everyone. Have a look around. Have a look around. It's pretty full, which is amazing and great to see. Uh, hey, so um, happy birthday. Um, we're going to hear in just a few moments from uh, several members of the church family. Every birthday service, uh, we ask a few of our church family to share some of their reflections, some of the reasons why they love Coastline and the ways that God has been working in their lives. But first, I just wanted to share some of um, my reflections with you. These last six years have been an amazing adventure. And every birthday service, once a year, annually, we take a moment to pause and reflect and remember our story. And I want to take a few moments now to retell the story of Coastline and to remember our history uh, for a couple of reasons. The first reason I want to do this is because there's some really healthy biblical precedent on the importance of reminding ourselves of our history. That's why Israel remembered and celebrated the Passover every year to remember their journey to freedom from slavery in Egypt. That's why we celebrate communion regularly to remember Jesus' death on the cross and our freedom from the slavery of sin and brokenness. Story, history, it, it reminds us of the journey. It, it grounds us. It, it kind of deepens our roots. It helps us understand our place in the world. Knowing our history grows a sense of connectedness. It reinforces culture and identity through remembering those shared experiences that we've lived through. And, and stories, too, are inspiring. And as we remember all the Lord has done over the last six years, it has been the most amazing and extraordinary and wonderful adventure. And I hope that you will find your spirits lifted and your hope and faith renewed. Many of you know the story of Coastline. Some of you don't. But I want to remember to you the, the, the shared story of Coastline. And the key theme as I've been reflecting over these last couple of weeks is how the Lord has led us every step of the way. And again, that's biblical, right? The Lord leading his people often out of something not particularly great and into something new and beautiful. Think of all the, the histories in the Bible. Think of Abraham. Think of Joseph. Think of Moses. Think of Ruth. All people led by God on a journey. Think of Israel following the pillar of cloud and fire all the way to the promised land, a land of hope and freedom, somewhere better, a spacious place of beauty and bounty. And this is what God has been doing with us over these last six years, leading us on, leading us forward, leading us somewhere better to something more. Em and I first felt God lead us to Bournemouth back in 2012 when we moved back to the UK from living in New Zealand for four years, and we started working for a church called Bournemouth Vineyard that summer. We served there for three years. Some of you were there. Uh, and it was tough for, uh, for, for, for lots of reasons. And at the start of 2015, we were asked to take temporary charge uh, of that church. Very soon afterwards, and quite remarkably, God started to speak to us about closing Bournemouth Vineyard down, which we knew that we needed to do 
for lots of reasons, but mostly to cut the ties uh, to a difficult past. And he started speaking to us about planting a brand new church. And we had words confirming that, dreams and prophecies, words that, that, that were all around a similar theme of a fresh start and a new chapter and a clean slate of new beginnings, of babies being born, which was significant because Emma was actually pregnant with our third child at the time. And so began just the craziest season in our life. Emma was very sick uh, with a chronic illness. We had two preschoolers and one on the way. I was working for two churches, closing down Bournemouth Vineyard and also church planting behind the scenes at the same time. And over a period of around six months, um, we, we, we began to share uh, our vision and our dream uh, of this new church. And we invited anyone from, uh, from Bournemouth Vineyard to come with us if they wanted to. Some did and some didn't. But what that opportunity gave us was the fresh start that we all needed. We met monthly with about 40 of our leaders. These were amazing times of prayer and worship. There's a picture, actually, that will come up on the screen. Uh, Maybe some of you were there at Winton Boys School uh, at one of those early prayer meetings. And every time we met, every month, God would add another piece to the picture, to the puzzle, and things would start to take shape and, and, and just be confirmed in beautiful ways. And the key thing for us as we began to pray and seek the Lord about this, this new thing was that it was going to be new with new vision and, and uh, having raised new money and, and finding a new venue and offices and recruiting new staff and trustees and starting new ministries. It was going to be a brand new church. And it was around February of 2015 that we found our first Sunday venue. Here's some pics from that day when um, John and I went into Merrick Hall uh, for the very first time. And, oh my gosh, there is a story about how we ended up in that building. Uh, you may have heard me say this, this before, but if you say Merrick Hall really fast, it sounds like miracle. And it was a series of incredible miracles that, ended, uh, that we ended up in that building. It was also a super fun time because it was such a creative time as well. We were working on all sorts of creative uh, kind of initiatives as well as the the graphics and the rebranding of this brand new church. We came up with a brand new name, a brand new logo. Uh, The the, the logo, there's a sign outside Merrick Hall with the, with the, the wave, the coastline wave, but also significantly for us, having come from New Zealand and knowing a little bit about the Maori history and culture, Uh, There is incredible symbolism in the koru, which is the Maori word for the unfurling fern as it grows, which is symbolic of new life and new hope and a new season. Uh, People got quite creative as well. This is Penny. Some of you know Penny. We started crocheting coastline key rings. Of course she did. Why, Why not? But I love this. It's a silly little example, but it kind of shows you that it started to capture people's imaginations, that, this, that God was, was, was doing this new thing with us. And then we were also, as well as doing all the creative stuff, we were also finding new words and language, phraseology, to, to, to try and express the vision that God had put in our hearts. I have a vivid few memories of the early few weeks after my youngest, Talia, was born. Em and I would often be up in the middle of the night uh, for, uh, for night feeds and nappy changes, 
And I remember, you know, at three and four in the morning, we were honing and crafting the vision statement. You saw the animation earlier in the service. The vision statement that was trying to, trying to just give words to this, this, this big dream that we, we had in our hearts to best capture what God was stirring in us. We launched with our very first service on September the 20th, 2015, exactly six years ago to the day, uh, to, well, to the week. Uh, this is a picture of our very first service. Uh, this is a picture of our very first baptism service in the November of that year. Uh, at Merrick Hall. Uh, just a beautiful time. These were the days of Hannah Bailey as our kids' pastor, of Zeke Rink as our youth pastor, Sam Deakin as our student pastor. Some of you uh, know those precious friends of ours. These were the days of Millie and the missional community at number 10, the days of worship nights and community meals and dinners on doors. These were the days of Becky pioneering the Joy Cafe out of what was once an old toilet block in the corner of Churchill Gardens. It was such <laughs> a crazy season that's such a buzz and it was beautiful after years of struggle and stagnation it felt so vibrant so alive and as the Lord moved more and more we saw people coming more and more it was a bit of a wild ride. Church planting is mental, frankly. <laughs> um, and there were loads of challenges. Some of you remember the issues that we had and that we had to overcome again and again, often with our landlords at Merrick Hall and the issues of shared buildings and keys. We had safeguarding issues. We had to deal with break-ins. Plus, if you recall, for those of you that were on the journey at this point, every summer the language school would kick us out of the building because that was their busiest season. And for July and August, we'd have to find a new temporary home. How painful was that? Yeah? Who remembers Kings Park or the Bowfoot Community Center? Anyone there? Oh my gosh, what a dive. Anyway, and then at the start of 2018, Europa said that after we vacated that summer, that they didn't want us back. And so suddenly we realized that we were going to be made homeless in a few months and we had to start looking for a new home. And we looked all over town. And then we heard that a big old church in Charminster had been empty for several months. This is our first visit uh, to, to, to St. Albans. And so began another emotional roller coaster of several months of miracles and answered prayers, of meeting the local pioneer minister, of uh, building relationship with leaders and church wardens within a parish of three churches who were currently in interregnum, one of my favorite Anglican words, which means they didn't have a vicar, waiting for a new vicar to be appointed, dealing with the area dean, the diocesan advisory committee, English heritage, archdeacons and bishops in Winchester, even the high chancellor in London who had to sign it off. And then, just a few days before the 17th of June, we were given the keys to enable us to meet for the first time here in St. Albans. It was amazing, wasn't it? It was an amazing journey. We quickly realized that for various reasons, uh, St. Albans couldn't be our midweek base, and so we rented uh, a beautiful building in the Winton Rec Bowls Club um, for... <laughs> 
for, for a few months, and it was so cold, and Manky, we were like, we cannot stay here. And so we started looking for alternative uh, a ministry venue and a youth centre and, office, uh, and offices, and we realised we, we soon relocated to the old bank on the corner of St Albans Ave, Ave just down the road, uh, which we later found out because I found an old brass plaque of the building name that it was called Sovereign House back in the day. I mean, how apt is that? Now, every step of the way of this journey, as I've said, we have felt the Lord lead us on step by step on this amazing adventure. It feels like, if you remember the coastline wave, it feels like we have been surfing a wave of the Holy Spirit the whole way. We started with around 100 people, and we have grown by about 50% year on year. We now have 500 adults and over 100 kids and young people that would consider Coastline to be their church family. We have hosted over 300 people at newcomers' dinners. We've seen over 50 people get baptized either in a church, in, in, in the birthing pool, in a bathtub in someone's house, or in the sea. We have seen countless lives touched, hundreds of people physically or emotionally healed, dozens freed from addictions. We've watched people fall in love, get engaged, and then married. So many weddings. We've supported heaps of families, loads of marriages. We have had significant partnerships with the Food Bank, with Safe Families, with Hope Interaction, pioneering our first house for ex-rough sleepers. We've delivered, even this last year, hundreds and hundreds of food parcels to those in need during the pandemic, to name just a few of our Compassion Ministries. And then there are the countless hours of just community and family life, of doing life together and of relationship that we have shared and all the pastoral care and discipleship and mentoring and coaching that comes with that. And through it all, we have seen scores of people from all walks of life find faith and family right here at Coastline. As part of our book, <laughs> <Thanks, Liz. laughs> I was just pausing for breath, not for applause. But um, now, as I said, as part of our birthday celebrations, we always ask a few, uh, just a few, of our uh, church family to share their reflections about Coastline and what uh, this community means to them. Um, we're going to hear from a few of our friends, uh, obviously live and in the room. But first, uh, we're going to watch a video and Steve and Pauline Dalling. Hi, my name is Steve Dalling. And my name is Pauline Dalling. We came to Bournemouth uh, three years ago. We moved from Birmingham, where I'd worked as a lawyer, and Pauline was a teacher and a family mentor. It was where we raised both our daughters, uh, Becky and Sonia, and we were very involved in church life and leadership. We'd known for quite some time that we wanted to intentionally uh, slow down the pace of our lives but we weren't sure um, where God wanted us. So we were really pleased when Adam and Becky said that they would love us to uh, move much closer to them. And we love the sea air here and uh, exploring the new forest together. And I remember um, saying to Becky that we were delighted to be living just down the road at her, but that we intended to find uh, a different church. And she very forthrightly said, 
uh, no way, no way you'll go around all the other churches and you'll end up back here because Coastline is the best church to be at. So we came to Coastline and this is where we've stayed. This season of life has given us the time and the space to focus on what we believe that God has made us really passionate about. I enjoy getting alongside other men and encouraging them in their life and faith. Whether that's in the context of Joy Cafe Chess Club, playing tennis, or attending a weekly Keep Fit group. And as I love sharing about Jesus with others, I'm currently running uh, a small group in our home, looking, at, uh, looking through Mark's Gospel. I've also had the privilege of helping out uh, on a couple of Alpha courses at St Albans, and starting Monday afternoon, the 11th of October, this is a bit of a plug, uh, Dave Fennell and I are running Christianity Explored at Sovereign House. And I've really enjoyed being part of the Joy Cafe journey and part of the Joy Cafe team. So Mondays have now become my baking day. And I think we feel very blessed, don't we, that God's given us uh, this lovely home and we just really enjoy the Christian community that we have here with our wonderful lodgers. But I think probably what's meant the most to us has been our life group. It's been uh, the highlight of uh, particularly our time through COVID and a real necessity to us. And uh, I've just got one verse here from the message version of 1 Thessalonians. 511 which really sums up while well, what we aim to do in our life group and it says this so speak encouraging words to one another build up hope so you'll all be together in this no one left out no one left behind i know you're already doing this just keep on doing it and that's really what we kind of strive for Ah, amazing. So um, each of the uh, contributors and speakers, um, uh, I'd love you to welcome with a rapturous coastline welcome uh, as I introduce them. Uh, there's three different people that I'm going to introduce, so please put your hands together and welcome my friend Eric Samuel. <laughs> so I've been given four minutes. Um, which is all right. Um, so I'd like to start off by saying that the only reason that I'm in this place is because of Jesus. And what I mean by that is I had no plans of coming to the UK. In fact, I didn't even know there was a place called Bournemouth. Uh, that's how much, like, I knew that I'm not coming here. But then for two years, I've been working towards moving to Canada. And I was working towards that and all that. And then COVID hit. I'm like, okay. Two years is down the drain with all this planning and stuff. And then suddenly the doors to UK just opened up. So I was like, God, is this from you? And, I, and he was like, yeah, just go for it. So I applied for my visa. Again, there was no preparation, no planning, nothing. In fact, I was like, God, if I get this visa, it's definitely because of you. And I know that I'll be going to the UK because of you. So I applied for my visa. I told my mom, I'm doing this. Like, pray for it. And then she prayed about it. And even she was praying, like, God, if this is your will, let the visa come through. Otherwise, let it not. And before you know it, I got my visa to the UK. <laughs> and as soon as I got my visa to the UK and I knew that, okay, I'm going to 
come to the UK and study. Like, I had no plans of studying also. Um, basically, I can tell you this entire thing is just because of God and just because of Jesus. And, you know, when I started coming here, I was like, okay, what am I going to do for church? Um, because I was so involved in my church back home, I was like, am I going to be involved in the church? Considering that it's COVID, churches do not meet in person, everything is online, how am I going to get involved? And then Instagram is an awesome place. Um, in fact, you know, when I was looking online for churches to join, Coastline came up and I was reading the about me, about us section, I was reading everything and I really loved it. I was like, you know what? I think I can actually start going to this place. And then uh, I got in touch with um, the student's Instagram page, got no reply. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. So the day I landed in the UK and I was, um, I was in the taxi from Heathrow Airport to Bournemouth, suddenly I get this message on my Instagram like, <laughs> suddenly I got this message like oh you can join our students group I was like what I just landed here and as soon as I got that like I got on a zoom call while sitting in the taxi uh, and then I was like you know what Scott uh, you're amazing but I want to go home and sleep um, but we'll keep in touch so then uh, we all, always had our Zoom meetings and our uh, student Zoom meetings and stuff. And then that's where I got to know Adam, Ben, and a couple of other people who just made me feel so welcome. Um, it's just been great. And halfway through my course, I came into a big problem. Um, there was a lot of complications with my funding and all that. And it just got me into a lot of fear, anxiety, depression, and I couldn't do anything. In fact, in a matter of one month, I lost about 20 pounds just by dealing with all this on my own. And then I remember one day I got up and I was like, enough is enough. I need to start taking action. So I used to walk over to Queen's Park um, and just uh, play worship music and I'll sing loudly over there because no one was around. And I used to pray every day over there. I was like, God, you brought me here and I know you'll take me through. Um, then one day I called up Scott and I was like, Scott, I'm in a bit of a mess. Uh, can we meet? And I just want to talk. And I remember both of us were sitting in Sovereign House and uh, we were praying. And then Scott said something. He was like, let's give it a timeline that within this day, things will start changing. And before you know it, I think we said like a week or 10 days. And in that time span, God started raising up people all over the world and he cleared all my funding issues. Like, and because I told Scott, because if that wasn't cleared, I had to go back home on the 31st of March. And I, I, like, I thank God for that. I thank God for a family over here. You know, uh, you know my mom and dad, they've, they've sacrificed a lot for me. And when I left India, I was like, I'm leaving a family behind. But when I came here to the UK, I was like, even though I've left my family over there, there's a bigger family in this church called Coastline. Thanks so much for, uh, for sharing, Eric. Uh, next, please put your hands together for Sue James.
Good morning. Thanks, Eric. I'm a bit tearful now after that. Well, good morning, Coastline family, and happy birthday. Uh, I came to Coastline at the end of 2018, so you've just moved in here, and I live just around the corner. It's like, great. I was introduced by a good friend and neighbour. I visited for a few weeks on and off, and then felt called to be part of this amazing family. I spent the first year pretty much soaking in the presence of the Holy Spirit, a period of restoration for me. The worship was amazing. Then I received that princely poke that kind of said, okay, now it's your turn. What are you going to give? Like Sarah said a few weeks back, there is a cost. 2020, I joined teams of beautiful people helping with evening service and Alpha until COVID shut us down. An unexpected conversation with a sister on the Alpha course affirmed something within me. God speaks when we least expect it. At this time, I was invited to join a newly formed life group. Our first face-to-face meeting was postponed due to lockdown, but we continued and bonded on Zoom until we were able to meet in person. The Holy Spirit was prevalent in and at the center of our time together in prayer and support of each other, with many prayers being answered. Uh, My home home group was Stephen Pauline's. Uh, uh, One of the prayers answered was Casper. He was born nine weeks prematurely during lockdown one, with major health complications. It was a difficult year for Casper and the family. He had to have a heart operation and other issues. He's now one year old, gorgeous, and doing well. Praise God. I also received personal healing for myself with sciatica, being prayed for by the life group over Zoom. Yeah, it just went. I didn't need the painkillers. I'm privileged to say that lockdown afforded me opportunities to serve by distributing the coastline leaflets door to door. Glorious weather. It was great. And to help in distributing food parcels through Love Church. Although social distancing was a must, it still gave me a sense of serving because I was able. (sighs) Life still had an unwelcome blow waiting in the shadows. Around September time, a a good friend became unwell. And come November, on the day of my 60th birthday, she was given the confirmed diagnosis of cancer. This caused a lot of distress. Pandemic? What pandemic? I'm caring for a friend. Eventually, after further tests, she was able to start her treatment and is now in remission and clear of cancer. I think she's here with us today. (laughs) The only way I feel I got through this challenging time was by the presence of the Holy Spirit with us through the tremendous support of my life group, not forgetting other Coastline family who contributed in meal ministry, gifts, and much prayer. Heartfelt thanks to you all and to God for giving me this family. Finally, I'm going to share something that was planted in me a couple of years back. One Sunday in church, Aid, as God's gardener, planted some seeds in me when he spoke about LTK. We all know what LTK stands for, someone? Amen. 
Age shared with a friend who had LTK tattooed on them. This kind of planted itself in me and grew over the next two years. My daughter then decided she would treat me for my 60th birthday. We just had to wait another 10 months for COVID. I finally got my present in August, which some of you have seen, but you'll hopefully see on screen now. Yes, I had a tattoo of LTK. <laughs> for me, the final design came about from wanting to remember the greatest sacrifice made for me and all of mankind. It had to be red to symbolize love and the cleansing blood shed by King Jesus for us all. It could have been a rose, but I chose in preference a poppy, which is the British Legion flower of remembrance remembering the lives men sacrificed for us too. It was also pointed out to me that there is a bud waiting to bloom, a sign of the kingdom coming. I've often been asked, what is LTK? And someone even asked who the king was. Amen, Jesus. <laughs> so yes, I have a permanent reminder of King Jesus and his sacrificial love with me. When I wake up in the morning and stretch, I see it. I cannot lose it and I cannot break it. Our King is with me permanently, a daily celebration. Amen. <laughs> oh my gosh, people are tattooing their bodies. <laughs> um, uh, as a new feature of the Connect Corner, we're going to have a tattoo parlor over the next, <laughs> <laughs> the next couple of weeks. So, Coastline Wave, LTK. <laughs> um, uh, last but, but not least, um, please put your hands together and big, give a big Coastline welcome to Anthony and Emily Orman. So, good morning, Coastline. For those of you that don't know us, I'm Emily and this is my husband Anthony. So we've been blessed with three beautiful children, Isla who's eight, Dylan who's four and Imogen who's two. Um, we've been coming to Coastline for about a year and a half now, so just before COVID started. And as soon as we entered the doors on the first visit, we felt the warmth and the love that just kind of radiated the room. There was a real energy and myself and Anthony both felt God near us. And as soon as you enter St. Albans, I think you all agree on a Sunday morning, you can see and hear the passionate Paddy and Sam as you enter the church and the welcome team of all their smiles. And as you go around to the kids' club, you see Sharon. They're so excited to see the children. All our children absolutely love the Sunday groups, um, the fun worship, the games, and of course, the foam pies. Um, even Anthony's had a pie, so it's all okay. Um, Mike, again, is amazing, full of energy, and it mainly got us through lockdown with the kids, so thank you so much for that. There's a real buzz in the church every Sunday to worship and meet God, and that's just what we love about our Coastline family. Um, so we started our journey of Coastline through the Alpha course run by Ant. This course seeks to introduce the basis of Christian faith and a series of talks and discussions. It's really helped us rekindle our faith and answer a lot of questions that we had. The group was amazing with lots of people like-minded like us, and we got to some quite deep conversations. So at that time, it was a bit of a, a dark season for us. Our daughter had um, a rare side effect to the MMR jab, and it damaged her eyesight, so meaning she needed to wear glasses. 
but straight away we felt a connection with the people and they really helped us through that time, which was amazing for us. Um, so if you are new to Cosign or Faith, we really recommend that you attend one of these courses as it really helps you connect to those people that are in similar places of their life. But now I'm going to pass you over to Anthony. So now just a little insight into my journey with God. Two years ago, I was in a really dark place. I was drowning in my mind, letting every little thing affect me. I was having a lot of negative thoughts, often disappearing for long periods of time, leaving Emily, wondering where I was and what I was going to do. Then one evening, we um, attended a um, meeting at my daughter's school. Um, I didn't want to go, I was in one of my moods, not interested at all. Um, when I heard a voice in my mind just said, saying to me, just go. go, go to this event, and this is going to be the start of a new life. So, we went to the meeting, got, got to speak to the teacher, everything like that, but it wasn't until after the meeting with the teacher that we were mingling with the other parents around the school and that when we actually met Scott. We met, I, met, I had an instant connection with him. Um, he was just amazing. I just The light to, to draw me to Scott was brilliant. Um, we got talking, got on really well, and um, got, got, we actually booked a holiday together um, to Cellarbarks. We didn't really know each other very well at all. Literally, probably about within a month of us meeting, we decided to book a family holiday together. And it was absolutely brilliant. So, <laughs> so um, my daughter Isla and um, Scott's daughter Eden um, become best friends, um, become really good friends with the family, and it was really, really amazing. Uh, we've become really good, really good family, uh, friends of the family, um, always meet each other, go to each other's house, and that was really, really good. So during this holiday to Santa Parks, um, me and Scott were out watching the football one night. Um, we got on the subject of faith. Scott was telling me about this amazing church he was about to join. Um, he's going to become the, pa- the pastor right, of the students. And um, he's saying he was really excited about this amazing new church he was about to become a family of. And he, he, he invited us to come one Sunday morning. Um, so me and Emily decided to come and we'd never look back. Um, as soon as I entered the, the room, I got goosebumps walking into the St. Albans. It's amazing. The warmth and love from all of you has been absolutely amazing. Um, so as Emily said, we um, attended a course, the Alpha course. And, and during this course, I felt the weight of the, on my shoulders be lifted. I started to look at life in a different way. Um, and I just I started living all my life in a more positive way. And near the end of the Alpha course, I attended an evening service. And there, at the beginning of the service, I decided to give my life to Jesus. <laughs> With the help and support from Scott and Steve Croucher, I pledged my life to Christ through prayer. And at the end of the service, a member of the congregation asked to pray for me. I did not know him. And he told me he needed, I felt a need to pray for me. He told me about my journey with so much truth, I was shocked to hear this and I felt God's presence. It was amazing. I would say to anyone here today that God puts people in our lives at the right time, but we have to be brave, be real, and allow God to speak to us. I was in a very dark and low place and I didn't know where my future would look like, but God knew and he was there for me. Just like he's there for all of you. 
Don't be afraid to reach out. The peace I have in my heart and the joy I found in Jesus is wonderful. And he wants us all to have it. I am now the happiest I've ever been at my marriage to Emily. And the relationship with my children has gone from strength to strength. And Scott and the Coastline team have been there to support and encourage me in my journey. I have re just recently started on this kids team and during my first session, it was amazing seeing the children at such a young age meet with God and grow in their faith. We thank God for putting Scott and Sarah into our lives and inducing us to Coastline. We're looking forward over the coming months to meet with more of you and get to know you and, and connect with all of you. Thank you.